So I'm sure most of you have heard the term worked yourself into a shoot. Well, WWE has gone ahead and shot themselves into a work with this whole Cody Rhodes, Rock, Roman Reigns kerfuffle that they got going on. All of this started back at the Royal Rumble when Cody Rhodes won the Royal Rumble. He got up on the ropes and he pointed at the sign. Look, I'm starting to come around to pointing at the sign, actually, too. It's starting to grow on me after a while, right? It used to be annoying. Now everybody kind of has fun with it. Like, yeah, I get to point at the sign. It's a thing now, right? It's starting to grow on me after 10, 15, 20 years of doing it. But regardless, Cody Rhodes pointed at the sign and declared. And not only did he point at the sign, he pointed at Roman Reigns. He called his shot. To be the continuation of the story that was told building into last year's WrestleMania. Which shocked the fuck out of me, by the way. Like, I legit was... I looked like a complete and total mark. When Roman Reigns got the three, I was like, what the fuck? But, and then I was outraged. And then I started to grow... uh, Started to kind of... Get used to the idea of Cody telling the story over a longer term. You know, now this is a two-year story. If he gets to come back and face Roman Reigns at this year's Mania, then all's well that ends well, right? It's perfect. It was a two-year story, and, you know, when you wait and you let the story play out and it's all said and done, you can look back at it and go, wow, they really did something there. But then The Rock came back, was appointed to the board of directors, and decided for himself that you know it would be huge for business right now, make WrestleMania the biggest WrestleMania of all time ever. Me, The Rock. God damn it. Okay, well, this is a different, yeah, this is a different uh, voice there, impression. Uh, maybe this was done as a way to cover up certain things in the news related to WWE. God damn it. So, uh, you know. We, we all watch and we see what's going to happen with this, right? Rock comes in the ring, shakes Cody's hand, and then literally just, okay, step aside, kid. I got this from here. And it seemed to be that that was, obviously, they were telling a story. But then all the news sites started reporting that they weren't telling a story and that, no, this is, this is what's happening now, that The Rock, in fact, had this in his contract or deal to be part of the board that he'd also get to main event another wrestlemania or some shit and that this was his pitch directly over triple h's head so he went over creative's head and he went in straight to nick khan straight to aria manual and made his pitch which the rock has a history of doing which we will talk about i think i want to do a whole different segment on that the rock's whole uh run in the dc universe and it does show a pattern so those of you thinking this has been a work from the beginning uh it, you know it could be but the rock has a history of this outside of the wrestling business behind the scenes this is a problem for The Rock. Rock is uh, very proud of himself, very high on himself, if you will, very high on his position in the uh, entertainment industry and as a draw. And he thought, look, this will be the biggest WrestleMania of all time. But then the internet started complaining, as the internet always does. But wrestling fans, more importantly, have always been this passionate. Look back as far as you can remember. Uh, look back when Brock and Goldberg had their match at WrestleMania 20. 
The crowd booed both of these guys completely out of the building. And to hear Rocky sucks chants from the crowd on Monday Night Raw, Rocky sucks. When's the last time you heard that? What's next? Die, Rocky, die? My God, death threats to his daughter? The internet did their thing and they made their voice heard, overly heard. We leave the Rock's daughter out of this. She has nothing to do with this. She's an independent person, right? Do you need to be held accountable for what your dad does? I doubt it, right? Because if you did, holy shit. But so now what do we do with this mess, right? The Rock sitting backstage going, well, clearly I'm the biggest draw in the history of the world and I should be the main event of this show. But uh, there are these pesky Cody Rhodes loudmouths out there or Cody Rhodes Crybabies, as he referred to them on the Pat McAfee show, which dropped earlier in the day as a prelude to the uh, press conference. Check out this clip. Uh, but here, here's the fun part about this is you have and I've by the way, I've known Cody for a long time. He's a buddy of mine. The American Dream, Dusty Rhodes, and my old man, soul man, Rocky Johnson, they were boys. They tag teamed together down in Florida. We used to go over to the Rhodes house a lot all the time when I was growing up. And so we're tight in that way. I love Cody. I love his passionate fans. Then there's the other passionate uh-huh. fans yeah. of Cody. Yep. And they're called the, uh, what's that? Oh, Cody Crybabies. Yeah. Oh, that's what okay. All right. Okay. Yeah. Got it. I didn't, I didn't know the name that was coming. It was the Cody Crybabies. Yeah, okay. And these are grown ass men. And uh, Cody got to finish his story. <laughs> he got to finish yes. his story right now. It's like, wait a second. Hold on. Hey, Dad, you want to go outside and play catch with me? Not now. Cody's got to And I'm upset. The wife comes in. Hey, honey, do you want to go have sex? Not now. Cody's got to finish his story. At the end of the day, Look, you got the Cody crybabies, and you have the Cody fans, and then you have Cody himself, and there's a clear distinction between the three. But The Rock says this. Those Cody crybabies, the ones for every 10 tweets, they're shoving a chicken McNugget in their mouth. <laughs> for every 20 tweets, they're shoving two McNuggets up their ass. What? The Rock says this. All you got to do is sit back, know your role, shut your mouth, and enjoy the ride that The Rock is going to take your candy asses on. So hashtag that. Hashtag shut your bitch asses up. Hashtag Cody crybabies. It was at that point, uh, take a step back. It was actually at the point of Raw last week when we saw that uh, there were pictures floating around of the hashtag we want Cody trending. Uh, you know, people were putting, there was already pre-positioned uh, signs in the seats saying we want Cody. They, on commentary, they were putting over the we want Cody. What about Cody? The fans have expressed you know, they're, they're made their voice heard and they want Cody. And they also acknowledge the Rocky sucks chance. So at this point, you can kind of tell that WWE is leaning into this. At some point, they decided to pivot, if you will. They made the decision to go, okay, maybe Rock versus Roman isn't going to be the biggest of all time ever. Or maybe it is, and we got to convince the fans still, or maybe we should include Cody in this somehow, or maybe this is Cody's moment. What do we do here? So whatever they're doing backstage, we still don't fully know. We were hoping to get more of an answer at the press conference, the big press conference, which, by the way, I love what they're doing with this whole press conference thing. If you haven't noticed, WWE has slid a little bit into more of a reality presentation. 
uh, more of a uh, less scripted, more UFC ask. When these guys have their microphones, they can tell that they're not they're not uh, held to a tight script anymore. And quite frankly, some of the shots that they're taking at each other, Roman and Sath specifically, holy fuck, man, they're throwing live rounds at each other. They were all the way up until this press conference. They were throwing live rounds at each other. So I like that. I like the different production techniques. I like that they're taking a different approach. And this press conference is a different approach. This is almost like the weigh-ins for UFC, right? It's like a uh, media press thing where you get to do the face-to-faces and announce the matches and everything. Like even the weigh-ins aren't actual weigh-ins. They've already been weighed in. It's ceremonial. It's an event. It's a it's a press conference to promote the 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 show. So I like that they're doing this. It's a good production. Tip, but I digress. Back to rock and stuff. We thought we'd get an answer at said press conference, and first uh, Roman or uh, sorry Rollins came out and and proclaimed that uh, you know he's ready to face whoever is willing to challenge him, and then Roman came out and talked some mad shit about Rollins again. Rollins talked some mad shit back. They were throwing some live rounds at each other. It was fun to watch. Then The Rock came out. Roman made his call. He made his announcement. He announced that he wanted to face The Rock. And The Rock came out to accept. And then that was the big thing. Here's your match for WrestleMania 40. The Rock versus Roman Reigns. They suck. They shuck on it. They probably sucked each other off on it, too. Who knows? I don't know what happened backstage. Uh, But they shook on it. And then Cody's music hit. And it kind of left us all wondering some more. What's going to happen from here? Check out this clip. If the high chief, his grandfather, was here, they'd be ashamed of you. something perfectly clear to you. When you talk about his family, you're talking about my family. When you're talking about his ancestors, you're talking about my ancestors. And when you're talking about his blood, You're talking about my blood. So now, we have a problem. So with the Pat McAfee show clip, it seemed like The Rock was kind of playing into it a little bit. It was a reality rock, but he still kind of played just a smidge of a heel. But he really leaned into it here. And they really kind of, I thought it was a little bit overplayed, to be honest, with The Rock just being like, hold on, you're talking about my mama? It reminded me very much of uh, 
maybe the opposite effect, but the Batman v Superman when the Martha thing. Hold on, your mom is Martha. I don't know if you had that. It's been a while since I've seen that one, but that's you get the point. It's like you're ready to have this match. You're the head of the table versus the head of the table, and then hold on, you're talking about my granddaddy. You don't talk about my granddaddy. It seemed a little out of character, a little forced for The Rock is all I'm saying. It makes sense. I'm not saying it doesn't make sense. You know, he's defending his family. It just seemed like he kind of did a very quick 180 to, like, turn, make his heel turn over, you know, one smack talk of his granddaddy. But, hey, maybe, you know, he loves his granddaddy. So who, who, am, I to, who am I to speak up and have an opinion but a dude in his basement on a microphone? But this is more confusing than ever now. Because look what we have going now. We have the slap to Cody Rhodes. Rock clearly leaning into the booze. Kind of being a, a tweener to an extent because he hasn't turned on the people that are still supporting him. And there are a large contingency of people still supporting him. It was talked about on the Pat McAfee show where Pat said, look, man, people of our generation are starting to tune in now because you were our guy. And when we hear that you're going to be part of WrestleMania now... This perks our ears up. And this was kind of seemed like this was supposed to be the idea all along, right? We already got a huge WrestleMania. It's already sold out. We already have a massive audience. But what if we can bring in even more massive audience? But what about Cody Rhodes? Cody came out and he stuck his ground and he said that, no, I'm facing Roman Reigns. But then you had the kerfuffle, you had the slap, and then you had Seth Rollins jumping in at the end of it, throwing his two cents. If you overheard, um, you know, towards the end of it, you could hear, I don't give a damn if you're on the board. You can't just do that. Which is funny. Um, and then you saw there was a backstage thing about The Rock basically putting Triple H in his place. So The Rock's even leaning into corporate rock, which we've seen before, by the way, and he can play it perfectly. Remember when he was in the corporation? Remember? I, of course you do. You remember the Deadly Games turn? Because it's a deadly game. Boom, 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 boom. Sorry. It's a, f- a fucking banger. Look it up if you don't know what I'm talking about. The theme from Jim Johnston. Plus, the show itself, the greatest tournament in the history of professional wrestling, was the Deadly Game Tournament, of which The Rock won and turned heel and joined the corporation. Now he is the corporation, for all intents and purposes, above Triple H even, which is funny. Uh, And he's leaning into it. But what are we going to get out of all of this? That's what we're looking at here. Um, Cody Rhodes has declared that he wants to be... He wants his title shot against Roman Reigns. Roman has made it clear that he wants to face The Rock. The Rock has made it clear he wants to face Roman. Rollins is floating off in nowhere land trying to get anybody to even give a shit about him and his title. (laughs) Except for Drew McIntyre, maybe. Who, by the way, I've always been very critical of Drew. Well, I'll do a quick sidebar here. I really, really am impressed with Drew's work lately. Drew is... I am a unabashed CM Punk fan. I love me some CM Punk. Um, but, you know, I'm not above, I'm not so into it that I can't laugh at the shit. And I thought Drew's promo, I prayed for this and it happened. I vanquished the demon that is CM Punk, the t-shirt and everything. I fucking love it. I love it. He's doing great work. Maybe he's the right pick for Rollins. But now Rollins jumped in and into the pile here. 
And it makes me curious. Let me throw this at you a little bit. And I don't know if this is necessarily going to be the case for WrestleMania. We got a lot to talk about here. I'm not. We're not wrapping up anytime soon. So just, just sit back here. So remember at the beginning of the press conference, if you watched the whole thing from the very start and didn't just tune in for the rock part of it, Triple H came out and kind of started. You know, telling the history of WrestleMania by saying, you know, 1985, uh, there was a tag team match, uh, and so on, right? But he set it up by talking about the main event tag team match. Paul Orndorff and Rowdy Roddy Piper versus Hogan and Mr. T. With Muhammad Ali and such. Why did he... He painted that whole entire picture. Was it just... To paint the picture of the first WrestleMania? Or was it to set the standard, set the groundwork, if you will, to lay the foundation of saying a a huge main event tag team match is not out of the question for a WrestleMania main event? Maybe we're looking at, instead of a title match, we're looking at The Rock and Roman Reigns versus Seth Rollins and Cody Rhodes. Perhaps. I don't know that that's going to happen because I don't think you could get away with not having a title match at WrestleMania. So then maybe you're looking at a night one, night two situation. I think that would piss a lot of other people off. That Roman Reigns and or The Rock and or everybody else involved in night two's main event gets to be part of night one's main event as well. What about the chicks? What about the lady wrestlers, if you will? I'm sure Becky Lynch and Rhea Ripley would love that main event spot. What about Seth? Is Seth going to defend his title? What about that one? Does that get a main event spot? Probably not. Don't think so. I don't think we're there storyline-wise. So it's still a mess. We have no idea where this is going yet. We could have a tag team match. That's one direction. Or another direction, quite frankly, folks, I know, I, even myself, you hear a lot of the old timers and stuff talk about how they hate triple threats, fatal four ways, all of that. Even myself, I am not all that high on triple threats, to be honest with you, or fatal four ways. aren't like the Royal Rumble fatal four way. I was kind of like, eh, okay, I guess. Uh, I don't like those kind of matches. Every once in a while, they're fine. You know, I'm not saying never do them. You know, and Royal Rumble was every once in a while for that. But it's, you know, the main event, it's just, there's something just more special about a one-on-one confrontation, the one-on-one story, the one-on-one promos. But this is one of those very rare instances in professional wrestling where I feel like we have ourselves a natural like just ground built natural 100% authentic organic triple threat match do we not like in real life if we were pretending that wrestling was real which we don't but if we were pretending that it was how would a triple threat match happen organically in real life a lot of times it's just the the booker man who says Like uh, Nick Aldis saying, you know what, Paul Heyman, now your champion's going to have to defend against all of these people, which is not a British accent at all. I don't know where that came from. I apologize for that. Admonish me, if you will. 
Where was I now? But the triple threat came through organically. We have a situation where we have two guys that were destined to face each other one-on-one. was in the cards. They had the rematch built in from last year, so they got that story. Plus, you know, Roman cheated last year, so it's not like he, you know, beat Cody fair and square, one, two, three, in the middle of the ring. We had Cody scratch and claw his way back all year long, win the Royal Rumble again to earn his spot. It is the fucking, it is a great story. That story is is all you need to sell WrestleMania. And quite frankly, that's what sold WrestleMania. People kind of know that this is where we're heading. But then you got The Rock coming in. He's the big star. He's the big star from the past. He's on the board now. People know that. It's been publicly acknowledged. Rollins said it in the press conference. So apparently they're going to use it in storyline. They're not going to hide from the fact that Rock has controlling power backstage essentially now you could use that to tell the story that rock has forced his way in that look man i want my head of the table match with roman i'm taking it at wrestlemania i don't really care about cody well pesky thing is cody actually earned it and contractually speaking he gets it no matter what the rock says that is a natural born triple threat match if i've ever seen one But again, to me, it takes away from the specialness of it because The Rock and Roman Reigns, that's a match I want to see, by the way. That's a match I want to see at WrestleMania, by the way. I want both. I want my cake and I want to eat it too. I think a lot of people feel that way. There's nothing yawn about the head of the table match. Rock said it in a promo before that th- this story started as soon as the Rock, as soon as Roman uttered the words "head of the table, tribal chief." It was at that very moment people started speculating: Is this going to lead to the Rock coming back? And that's why that match became so important. Why people kept speculating on it over the years? Because clearly the the whole bloodline storyline is missing a very critical very large, very historically significant part of that story has been missing off of TV, and that's The Rock. Well, here he is in all of his fucking Rocky glory. Here I am. Problem is, we kind of like this Cody Rhodes fellow. We kind of got behind him. Got behind him last year when we thought he was going to win. And word was, that was exactly where Triple H was going with it. He wanted Cody Rhodes to finish the story right then and there. Triple H has been on record of saying he thinks Cody Rhodes is the guy. He has all the tools. And he really is, by the way. Cody makes all the appearances. He does all the matches. He toughs them out when he's hurt. He makes the make-a-wish things. He signs the autographs for the kids. He talks to everybody. He's polite to everybody. Man, Cody's Cody is... is he is the guy. He's built to be the baby face, face of a company. He's the new John Cena. But, you know, he had his match last year and he didn't get it. Apparently, word was, Vince stepped in and said, no, nah, you know what, I think we're going to stick with Roman on this one. LOL. Okay, fine. Fine. I mean, it was shocking. It made for a shocking finish. And I like those every once in a while, like The Undertaker losing the streak. Sometimes you got to have a finish that makes you go, what? What the f- What are they doing? 
Because it keeps you on your toes as a wrestling fan. Never say never. Anything can happen. Yada, yada. It tells a more interesting story after you get past the idea that Cody's story didn't complete a story. Now what? Now what's Cody's story? Can he scratch back? Will he be able to? Now who could possibly defeat Roman, the unstoppable fucking juggernaut that is Roman Reigns? You see what I'm saying? New stories were told out of that that were actually quite interesting once you got over the butthurt. But ideally, those two stories, who's going to stop the unstoppable juggernaut of Roman Reigns? And what what is Cody going to do now that he failed at finishing the story? Well, obviously, the best story you could tell for both of those is that they end up meeting again. Cody ends up earning his way back to the top. Roman ends up laying out every challenger before him, your LA Knights, your AJ Styles, your Randy Orton, all of them, until it's back, Jey Uso, until it's back to him and Cody. It's inevitable. It's destiny. At the same time, the Rock and, like I said, Rock and Roman, I mean, that head of the table match, my God, like it writes itself. Here's this guy that's been walking around for three years, five years, claiming that he's the head of the table. He's the tribal chief. He is the man in this bloodline that makes all the decisions. He is the top guy in this entire family. Well, hold on a minute. There's one guy you're forgetting about that's kind of uh, kind of a little bit of bigger deal than you are even, Roman. It hasn't been around to really, you know, challenge that, challenge your position there. And you haven't been able to knock this guy off the throne. And that's The Rock. Both of these stories make sense. And you could do one at the Elimination Chamber. You could do Rock and Roman. That was something a lot of people were talking about. Why don't you just do Rock and Roman in Perth, Australia? And then do Cody and, and Roman at Mania. Yes. But doesn't that take away from the magic of Rock versus Roman? That's a WrestleMania. WrestleMania has been designed to be that event where history is made. The showcase of the immortals, they used to call it. This is where these big dream iconic. That's where Hulk Hogan and The Rock squared off. You can't have that kind of match at Backlash. You want to have it at Backlash? I love busting out that Joey Styles promo. I love it so much. It just rings so true. You can't. You can't do it there. You have to do it on the grandest stage. It has to be that iconic moment. Same with Cody. You can't do that at Perth, Australia. You can't do it early. You can't do it the Raw after WrestleMania. Bully Ray on Busted Open made a good pitch. The best pitch I've heard of not letting Cody challenge at Mania is letting Cody challenge at the next Madison Square Garden show and win it where his daddy won it. Wouldn't that be even more special than WrestleMania? His daddy didn't win it at Mania. His daddy won it in the Garden. So goes the Garden. So goes the business. That's a good pitch. I like it a lot. But WrestleMania, right? I mean, adrenaline. And so, whoa, he's got the belt up, fireworks. Oh, my God. That's the moment. That's what you do. So we're in a conundrum. We have two main events. And look, this is a great conundrum to have, by the way, if you're WWE. This is not a bad thing. It is. They, they got a problem. They got to sort out and figure out. And if they pick the wrong decision, it could really kill the audience. But 
What a fucking problem to have. Hey, we got these two huge box office marquee main events that fans are dying to see. Oh, my God. Which one do we go with? Then you look at WrestleMania's got two nights, night one, night two. Maybe The Rock and Roman does night one. Maybe Roman and, and Cody do night two. And then you could do Cody versus somebody else on night one. That way it's evened out. That way both of them have had, you know, because you could argue that, well, Roman was weakened because he had a match the night before. Well, Cody had a match the night before, too, so he was also weakened. Then you could even tell the old babyface story where Cody actually gets injured in that match the night before. Does that ring a bell, WrestleMania 10? Huh? You got Bret Hart fucking facing Owen Hart in the in the beginning of the match, the beginning of the night, in one of the greatest WrestleMania matches of all time still to this day. And he hurt his leg. He hurt his knee. Fuck, he was limping out of it. And he lost. Oh, what an underdog story to tell. And then middle of the show, Yokozuna faces Lex Luger, and he beats Lex Luger. So now we're heading to the main event with Yoko and Brett. Both of them have had a match, but Brett's hurt. Brett lost. Yoko's strong. Yoko won. What a story. What a story. You know what I'm saying? That's why that shit's iconic. They could very much do that here. The only problem with that that I see is it's going to piss off a lot of people on the card that would have wanted that main event spot. You got two nights of WrestleMania. Theoretically, you could spread the wealth around to everybody on the card, but instead you're saving you're you're spreading both nights around to the same main event people. And what's Seth's role in all of this? He got involved. That's why I lean that's why I brought up the tag team thing, but that would be such a stupid thing to do at WrestleMania. That could happen at a, a you know elimination chamber or on a raw or something, but you don't want to waste a WrestleMania match on that. You want the one-on-one between Roman and Rock, and you want the one-on-one between Cody and Roman, and you want them both, and you want them both to make sense, and you want them both to be good. I think you do the night one, night two thing is the best option. Uh, I do think the runner-up is the triple threat. I just don't, you don't get the iconicness out of the triple threat. I think that's the problem with the triple threat. The story makes sense for it, but the it, it, it's you don't get that iconic all-time match of the ages image from three people in the ring. I don't know. It'll be interesting to see where it all finds itself, where it all lands, how it all plays out. What if the crowd thinks of this? Are they going to continue to boo rock now? Or are there going to be people that... You know, the other problem to consider here with with Rock calling people's fans Cody crybabies is that could encourage people that are behind the Rock to start turning on Cody. And I don't know that that's good business either. And frankly, I don't think Roman and Seth taking such jabs at each other is good for business either. If this was the UFC, fucking A right, but it's not. It's wrestling, and at the end of the day... You want to all you're all on the same team. You're all trying to raise the ships, right? So when Roman takes the piss out of Seth, what does that do for Seth's drawing power? It doesn't. When Seth tries to take the piss out of Roman, what does that do for Roman's drawing power? It doesn't. So maybe a little less of that. Somebody should step in and kind of look, guys, throw your bombs, have your fun, make it more realistic, but Let's at the end of the day remember that we need to make money with these people. 
So let's remember that as well. So I'll leave it there. I've been talking on this a long ass time, but my God, there's so many different directions and you got to explore them all. You know, is there going to be a tag team? Is there going to be a triple threat? Are they going to do a night one, night two and do both matches? Is something going to happen in Australia? How are the fans going to react to all of this? Who are they going to side with? It's it's a wild, unpredictable road to WrestleMania that we're on. I'm here for it. Again, it's a good problem to have. I am a little bit nervous that they'll do something bad that makes me go boo on, and piss on the whole thing. Um, but I do hope that they do pull it together and do something awesome. I'd love to hear your thoughts down in the comments below. Think this has been a work the whole time, or do you think it kind of went as I and many others have kind of called it, that it started as, nope, this is what The Rock's doing, and then the reaction from the fans was so sour that they had to kind of move to something different. So, um, and then... With that said, what do you want to see? Rock versus Cody? Or, I'm sorry. Rock versus Roman? Rock versus, uh, I guess, yeah, Rock versus Cody. Cody versus Roman. How do you want to see it? What do you want to see? Where do you want to see it? Let's have the conversation in the comments below. Let's keep it going. I'm sure there will be more on this in the future. I don't typically cover in-ring stuff, but all of this happened at a press conference, so it's fair game for me. I'm going to go ahead and move on to the next. Let me tell you something, brother. You can check out full episodes each and every Sunday right here on this channel, dude. Don't forget to like. Don't forget to subscribe. And don't forget to take your vitamins and say your prayers, brother.